what will happen is as those jokes become stale, you know, you'll start to think to yourself, all right, well, let me mix in some older jokes, you know, and then you'll realize like those older jokes weren't that they're not that good compared to your good jokes. So then you'll like be like, all right, well, I'm going to write some new stuff. And a lot of times that that kind of like the first try of writing new stuff, it doesn't work. You know, those jokes don't hit the same way because you're used to crushing. And then the comic will get kind of deflated. They'll kind of go back and forth. They'll be telling their their good jokes, but they're tired of them. So they're not hitting right. They tell the new jokes. They're not hitting well. The old jokes don't hit well. And then you're in a slump. And I think most comics go through it. I watch comics go through it all the time. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'll look out at various comics and I just see people at different, different phases, different points in the cycle. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this week, we've got D.C.'s Best Showcase at Big Hunt on Thursday at 8 o'clock and Friday at 8 o'clock, 9.45, and 11.30. There will be no shows at Big Hunt on Saturday due to St. Patrick's Day festivities. It's terrible. I know. It was not my decision. But we will have Phil Hanley headlining DC Draft House Friday and Saturday. You can get tickets and info on the website. This episode will be another one where I answer comics questions. People seem to be into the last one and sent more questions, so I wanted to go ahead and answer them. Most of this episode will cover the decision about whether to focus on developing as a comic or focus on a separate creative project, in this case, a YouTube show, and how much time to dedicate to each of those. At the end, I'll answer a couple of follow-up questions from the last time I did this about submission tapes and websites. Okay, the first question is, I am a comedian in my mid-twenties and have been performing for four years. I'm thinking about doing a YouTube show and have tested the idea and it has attracted a big enough viewership for me to move forward with it. I work full-time and simply can't do the show and stand-up comedy consistently on top of that. I'm currently building a strong 12-minute set and would like to have a decent 20 minutes. I'm currently building a strong 12-minute set and would like to have a decent 20 minutes. I currently do four to eight sets each week. Do I finish building the stand-up material first or continue making the show? Which is more important for a comedian in their mid-twenties that is close to four years, or do I have to do both? I may have to go down to two to three nights a week if I do the show. That schedule is not conducive to having strong stand-up material. Okay, so that's the question. And uh, it's a really tough question. Um, And it might not be possible for anybody to know what the right answer to it is. Who knows what will lead to the most success? It's, It's very tough to say from that. I do agree with your premise, which is... Right now you're doing four to eight sets a week. Um, You're going out four to five times a week and you might have to cut that down to two to three, basically cut it in half. And I think when you're talking about developing material, especially when you're, you know, you're in, you're early on, but, but significantly experienced at this point. And when you cut it down to two to three nights a week, I would say at that point, you're kind of treading water, you know? you're you're not going to make big leaps performing that amount of time. So you, I think you're right about that. So I think 
one thing I would look at is what kind of opportunities are you getting as a stand-up? Are you doing 20-minute sets? Like, you want to have a 20, you want to have a decent 20 minutes, but are you getting booked on shows to do 20 minutes? Are you performing in comedy clubs? Do you think you might be featuring soon? Because at four years in, it's not crazy to be doing 20 minutes as it wouldn't be crazy to be featuring, but it's also not automatic either. Are you hosting? Are you doing 10 minutes in a comedy club? Are you on paid shows where you're doing, where you're doing that amount of time? So I'm going to come back to that part of the question in a second. But first, uh, I do want to say something about something that you said that uh, that I also think is interesting, which is, do I finish building the stand-up material first? And it's an interesting way to look at it because if you do stand-up, the the truth is like you're never finished building your material. You know, you you and you probably know that, but you always have to continually write to get better. If you stop working on your jokes, they'll become stale to you and they won't work as well as they used to. And eventually they'll become dated. If they were smart and unique to begin with, eventually other people will start to catch up. I went through this myself when I started running a lot of shows a long time ago. Once the shows got to a certain point, I had less time to develop material. And the next thing I knew, like a couple of years had gone by and I would start to see other people doing jokes that were similar to mine. I was way ahead of them in terms of having those insights, but eventually everybody else caught up and my old jokes that were unique became very typical. And, you know, that's like, it's a disturbing thing to realize. It's like, okay, those were, those were good jokes and people really liked it at first, but now they're just, any you know, they're very typical and any, anybody could be telling them. So in that sense, your material is never done and you can never stop trying. Having said that, creativity does tend to come in bursts. Most comics, most comics tend to go through phases where they have a lot of new ideas and they're writing and things are clicking. And then they go through phases where they're preoccupied with other things or they're focused on performing well because they're getting new opportunities and they want to have good sets in those opportunities and they're not creating as much. Like, you know, they might be in a good position and kind of be on deck to get some some chances. And in that time, they're working on these jokes and they're focused on creating another like another five minutes or 10 minutes or they get to the 20 minutes, kind of like what you're talking about. They're trying to put it together. And once those jokes start clicking and people start to notice that people, people point you out and you start to get booked on shows. Then once you're booked on shows, more people are seeing you cause you're, you're there. And then you get recommended to be on more things. And you know, when that happens, you know, you need to have good sets. Like at that point, you're not, you're not really focused on writing new stuff. You're focused on nailing those jokes that you have. Or if you know, if you were a host and now you're getting feature opportunities or you were doing five minute sets and now you're getting 10 minutes, sets, you might be, you know, you might have to rush to, to build in that extra time and just get it decent so you can get by. But at that point, your focus is having good sets more so than, than creating. And so, I think everyone goes through cycles. It, it's common to see someone working on new jokes. And when those jokes start to work, the comic gets excited and they, they're excited when they tell them and the audience makes the audience respond more. And 
they'll start to get booked more and it'll feel like everything's coming together. But if they go through a time where they're where they're focused on performing well and they're just trying to crush every time, which is not which is not the wrong thing to do at that time, but when when you're when you're focused on that and you got a crush because you're in front of important people or you're in a new club for the first time, sometimes you know you will naturally have to put writing and creating a little bit on the back burner and you'll start to get sick of telling those jokes because you got a crush, but you're tired of saying it and they'll become stale to you. And a lot of times what happens is, and you know, this could take like a year to happen, but what will happen is as those jokes become stale, you know, you'll start to think to yourself, all right, well, let me mix in some older jokes you know, and then you'll realize like those older jokes weren't that they're not that good compared to your good jokes. So then you'll like be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to write some new stuff. And a lot of times that, that kind of like that first try of writing new stuff, it doesn't work. You know, those jokes don't hit the same way because you're used to crushing. And then the comic will get kind of deflated. They'll kind of go back and forth. They'll be telling their, their good jokes, but they're tired of them. So they're not hitting right. They tell the new jokes. They're not hitting well. The old jokes don't hit well. And then you're in a slump. And I think most comics go through it. I watch comics go through it all the time. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'll look out at various comics and I just see people at different, different phases, different points in the cycle. And when, if you do get to that point, you know, the only thing you can do is try going to mics with smaller crowds and work on new material and just try to keep writing, you know, and eventually, you know, typically you'll find something that works and then you know, you'll get excited again. And even just having one joke that works can like be enough excitement that can kind of pull you through the rest of the set and give you some hope and can help you like crawl out of that, that cycle. So you have to be kind of honest with yourself about where you are, you know, where you are in terms of developing material and where you are in terms of getting booked where you want to get booked and, you know, performing in the kind of places you want to perform in. Are things coming together for you? Are your jokes starting to hit? Are you getting on better shows? Are you getting big laughs? Are people coming up to you after your sets telling you they liked it? Because if you're riding some momentum and you're starting to get opportunities, I might stick with stand-up for a bit. If you're if you're starting, you know, if you're doing 10-minute sets and you're having good sets and you're trying to build up material because you want to get to 20-minute sets, if you're if you feel like you're close to it, you know. It's, it's tough. It's a judgment call. But I think if you're, if you're on the verge of getting those opportunities or you're in the middle of getting those opportunities, I would, I would try to stick with it and ride that momentum and get yourself up to the next level. Because there are, you know, of course, there's different levels of comics in any, any scene. And if you break, when you break through to a next level, you know, you can usually stay there for a while. And sometimes breaking through means that all of a sudden now you're in very you're in very intense competition and you're trying to hang in there with these better comics in these better venues. And in that case, you know, I probably I would probably just try to keep pushing with the stand up because you got to strike while the iron is hot and stand up. People are giving you attention and you're getting opportunities. You want to follow through on those opportunities. On the other hand, if you've been doing it for four years and you're kind of doing the same shows that you typically do, you know, 
you're getting similar types of opportunities and you know you're looking for a way to distinguish yourself because you know there's so much competition and it's hard to get seen it's hard to stand out or if you get yourself into a slump if you're in a creative rut you're writing new stuff but it's really it's not hitting the way you know some of your your jokes used to hit or some way other people on the show's jokes are hitting and you're feeling frustrated i think in that situation it's it wouldn't be bad to take it down to 2 to 3 nights a week and focus on the youtube show because i think diverting your creative attention to something else it can take the pressure off because sometimes there's just if it's only stand up there's too much pressure there's too much pressure to have a breakthrough and start having these great sets because you can't really force it like you can't make it happen even if you try really hard you can't think of a genius idea just because you you think really hard you know it's like it has to it kind of has to unfold naturally it does take work and i think that sitting and writing or whatever your process is if you talking to yourself in your recording your phone or if you're a person that wants to be at mics and talk through ideas whatever your process is i do think continuing to do that process is the way out of it eventually sometimes you can get stuck and i think having another outlet can be a healthy thing and you can feel rejuvenated from that and it can create energy in your stand-up even if you're dialed back on the stand-up at the same time at the end of the day i i do agree with you that you you can't do everything at once you know there's only so much time in the day you only have so much creative energy drew michael was a headliner this past weekend at big hunt and in his set he talks about how steve jobs was a bad father um he had a little he had a daughter and it was not nice to her um but he you know created amazing products he created an amazing company and he sacrificed his personal life in order to succeed professionally because he wanted to succeed at the highest level and he couldn't do both so maybe you're in the same situation bouncing your day job with stand-up in the youtube show maybe you can stop talking to your family (laughs) i don't know it's tough Ultimately, whether it's now or a little bit down the road, I would try to find a way to do both, even if that means sacrificing some progress with stand-up. At this point, it's probably easier to make it as a YouTube creator than as a stand-up. Stand-up has a natural structure and a hierarchy to it. You can see where you stand and what the next steps are, and there's a lot of advice out there about what to do at each step. Whereas, YouTube is a wide open. You can blow up much faster. On YouTube and social media, you can build a following and start to monetize it more easily. And honestly, doing that will also make you more money as a comic more quickly. Because you don't really make significant money as a comic until you have some type of following. That's not to say it will be easy to gain a following or make money from it, but I do think that that's the way things are trending at the moment. And these things change all the time. People, you know, they go all in with something and it gets shut down, you know. That certainly happened to people with Vine and and maybe it will happen to people on Instagram, you know. Who knows? It's out of your control. That's It's a scary thing. You know, all of the things can shift at any time. But when you're a comic, you know, you're going to make small amounts of money to perform on small shows, um, you know, that are ticketed. 
and then you're going to make small amounts of money as a host or a feature, then you could start to headline some showcases or shows that other comics put together. And, you know, still that's, that's not, you can't make a living off of that. The way that things are going these days, you know, even comedy clubs are looking for people who can fill up seats. You can't really accomplish that with just stand up alone. There are a few people who have been able to do it. It's possible, but it's very difficult. So the reality is, if you're a comic, at some point, you will be asked to do something in addition to stand-up. Ultimately, if you get representation, they're going to want to know what ideas you have to to put out into the world that aren't stand-up. Doing stand-up by itself is a very rare career path. So I think you have to be honest with yourself about where you are with stand-up and what opportunities are presenting themselves for you. And you also have to be honest with yourself about what the possibilities are with the YouTube show. If the YouTube show is going to blow up and you're going to gain a following from it, that's huge. That's way more important than having a great 20 minutes. That can turn into a career by itself. A great 20 minutes of stand-up is probably not going to turn into a career like in the next year. You would have to catch a couple of huge breaks where people saw you and catapulted you, you know, into a place where industry is paying attention. And and like the reality is it takes like you need to have a bunch of chances with stand up. Like, you know, you're not just going to get one break and then you're big. Like you're going to have to get in front of people several times and one of those you'll get a break. And the reality is you kind of need to be around for a while. You got to like get your name out there. People have to be aware of you. Then they got to see you. Then they got to realize you're good. Then they'll still have you on the back burner. Then you'll get a chance. Then if it goes well, then it'll put you in position to get another opportunity. It's just like you, you, there's a lot of steps to it. It's not an immediate thing. Whereas if you find something that clicks on the internet, then this is also a small probability compared to all of the people who are putting stuff out there. But if it is gaining traction, then that's something that can that can really propel you. It can become a career on its own, I think, much faster than stand-up. So I think in the end, you have to go where the opportunities present themselves. Do you have opportunities right in front of you with stand-up right now? Do you have a huge opportunity to blow up on YouTube. You know, you got to ask yourself, you know, where you are. Do you think you can level up and stand up and then kind of tread water and get the YouTube thing going and then come back to stand up and then get that 20 minutes going and get featuring and get booked, you know, while you're doing the YouTube show? Is there an opportunity for you to monetize your YouTube show that will allow you to leave your job? and have more time to do both. But either way, the more you put yourself out there, the greater the chance that you'll get opportunities. So as you're already aware, you need to balance high quality work with doing new things. So try to figure out where the energy is for you, where the opportunities are for you, and follow that. And then keep checking in with people who you trust, see what they think, be prepared to be flexible, and I think you'll give yourself a good chance at success. 
Okay, the rest of the questions are follow-up questions from the last time I answer questions on this. Uh, so if you didn't listen to that, if you're interested in these, um, you can go back. It's called Sean Answers Comics Questions. The first one is a, about the submission tape. Is it okay to cut two sets together and use that as a submission tape? And the answer is no. I really recommend against doing that. Um, I think it's a bad idea. You can do it. It might work. Um, but as a person who watches submission tapes, I really want to see that the comic can do the amount of time that I'm about to book them for, whether it's a five minute set or a host set or feature or headliner, because I want the show to be good. And I'm trying to determine if I think this person can do the amount of time I'm going to book them to do. And if you cut two sets together or you edit one set and you chop it up i mean i i'm going to assume that those parts that were cut out were bad otherwise why did you cut them out and if you're having bad chunks in the middle of your sets i don't want that and it's kind of almost like telling me i can't do five minutes straight of of solid jokes I want this to be my five minutes. I want my five minutes to look like these two sets cut together. But right now I'm not currently able to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you half of one and half of the other, or I'm going to show you like five different chunks of a set. And so it, it does, it's not showing you a five minute set. It's showing you five jokes, you know, or, or whatever, two chunks, but I want to see the whole thing. So I really don't think that's a good idea. And I would try to just get the best five minutes that you can get, you know, start to finish. I don't think it's too bad to send a five minute chunk out of a 10 minute set, start to finish without it edited. I think that's okay. Some people are also against that. Some people want to see you walk on stage, pick up the mic, you know, do the amount of time that you're that this tape is going to be and then get off stage. And that's the whole tape. Some people want that. I'm not personally looking at a tape at that level, but I mean, I think, I mean, that's the best. If you're, if you're trying to send a five minute tape or seven minute tape or a 10 minute tape, the best thing is to walk on stage, pick up the mic, do your whatever amount of time you're going to do, put the mic in, leave the stage. Then that's the whole tape. I mean, that's a perfect, that's a perfect tape for me personally. I'm not like that picky. But some people are that picky and you have to make the decision, you you know, kind of for yourself when you're looking at it, is this, you know, I have one with a start to finish, but the set's like, okay, but then I have this five minute chunk where, you know, I'm really killing the whole time, you know, and, and think about who you're sending it to, you know, how high of a level person are you sending it to? You know, if you're trying to get booked at a club, you can probably you know, you can send the one that you're, it's just a clip. Whereas if you're sending it to comedy central or JFL, um, or like a higher level festival, you know, then you might want to start to get into like having the set, having the whole thing. You know, the other part of it is, especially if they, sometimes when you're doing a submission, they will ask you specifically for, a whole set start to finish, you know, or they'll, they'll give you directions. And if they give you directions, I would really try your best to follow those instructions because, you know, 
it it's kind of, in addition to like reflecting your stand-up ability it's also reflecting your ability just to follow instructions you know they may be impressed enough with your talent that they're going to overlook that you might be able to overcome that there's plenty of examples in society that you know of people who are immensely talented and they do all kinds of dumb shit in their life and they're able to get they're able to get by you know people will look the other way because the talent is is so good but you know you're you're really you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if it is something that you're able to do you know if you can go out there and get that tape then do it you know do your best to get that tape don't leave it to hoping they don't care and the next question is about uh, making a website, which I touched on, which also involves a video. I'm two years in and I have a tape, but I think it could be better. I want to make a website, but I'm not sure if the tape is good enough. Should I just go for it or should I try to get a better tape before I make the website? And this question is the second part, but I'll answer this part first. I think you, again, have to ask yourself, you know, what kind of opportunities are on the horizon for you? Are people going to be Googling you to find out about you? Or are they just going to watch, you know, if you're just submitting to get on a festival or a local show and you're sending a submission tape, you know, chances are they're probably not going to Google you because most people at that level don't have websites. Whereas if you're starting to get booked in clubs, once you're booked in a club, the headliner might ask who's opening for them and then they're going to Google you. And at that, you know, at that point you want to, at that point, it's good to have the website so that you're controlling the information that they're getting about you. You, you write the bio the way you want it to be written. You put the the clip up that you want them to see and not just like I talked about last time, whatever information is out there on the internet about you. So if you're two years in, that's kind of like borderline, um, to like where you would be at that point, I guess I would probably go ahead and try to get a better tape. I'd try to get a better tape anyway. The tape is more important than the website when you're early on. So I would just, I would try to get the better tape. And then, you know, don't drive yourself crazy over whether or not you should have the website. You can just go ahead and make it. It's easy to make your own website. Um, And really the only downside to making it too early is that it's embarrassing. But most of stand-up is embarrassing when you're early on. And when you get better, you can fix it and nobody will remember. And the second part of this is, I also make comedy flyers. Should I put that on the website? Well, the answer to that is, first of all, that's not a comedy credit. So that's not something that you would put in your bio because that's really about you. You know, you're making a product for people. So, you know, I wouldn't include that in a bio about stand-up because your stand-up bio is about really performance creativity. You could put, if you made YouTube videos that are funny, that goes in a bio. But I don't think that comedy flyers would really fall into the category of what would go in a bio. However, if you wanted to have a place where people could find out about your comedy flyers, I do think it's okay to have it on your website. I think it's okay to have a tab or a link or part of your website that that kind of mentions that you make comedy flyers so that, you know, there's a there's a place where you can direct people online to this is like a little side business that you have and you know it might get you more work so i so i do think it makes sense to have it on the website 
but I just wouldn't write it in the bio. And another thing, this is like another part to whether you should have a website or not. Having the website does give you the opportunity to advertise or put out onto the internet, into the public, you know, these other things that you do other than stand-up comedy. You know, whether it's video editing or graphic design, um, whatever it is, you know, it's just like, it's just an extra thing about you and, you know, it makes it more professional and it makes it easier to to make a little bit of extra money uh, or pursue that part of your life. Okay, that's it for the questions. If you have more questions, you can email undergroundcomedydc at gmail.com. Thank you guys for doing it. Hope this is helpful. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.